you know you know what you've got stuck in my head what? that re- you sent me that reel with the guy it's been going it's been going a bit viral Which the guy one? rapping stick it wiki it's like sticky wiki it's on Spotify, you know. You can actually listen to it on Spotify. The acapella is actually there. Wait, there's a full version? Yeah, well, it's like a one minute and 30 version, but it's there, man. Oh, I am checking that out 100%. Oh. I thought this, this was just like a TikTok thing just going around. It's just a snippet, but... Man, you see TikTok artists on Spotify nowadays as well. I feel like every time we talk about... When we start an episode, we start talking about like <laughs> TikTok stuff. Listen, man, that's all, that's all I'm doing these days. I'm just flicking through these reels... It's just, there's so many things. It just makes me want to do content creation, honestly. Need to get on it ASAP. Man, they have pictures and videos of people just holding a mug and there's just captions. Yes. And that goes, that goes, that goes like to the K's, man. That goes to the K's. It goes to the K's, the comments that I'm like, how? (laughs) How? (laughs) Explain to me. I've seen. I've seen like okay, fair enough. This was quite artistic, but I've seen literally a three-second clip of just autumn leaves falling. Now it's looked quite nice, but it had seven hundred k likes. I'm just like, is it this easy? Am I mm-hmm. missing something? Just jump on it, man. Jump on it. People were living off making this kind of content. And honestly, need to join thriving. <laughs> thriving it baffles me but you know the game is the game i commend it people love it so that's what that's what's up one thing that people keep telling me is that they like our impressions i'm like i thank you first and foremost but secondly how can i make bank of this (laughs) maybe i should just do tiktok impressions just for the lols who's that there's it's quite it's a thing though aren't there quite a few like comedians or just voice impressionists. It's actually a thing. There are people out there who just live off doing impressions and they practice and practice and practice and they're just good at it. You see in those videos where it's a guy impersonating uh, famous cartoon characters, they'll go through the whole cast. Like for, They'll say Simpsons characters, for example. And then yeah. Homer, Bart, Marge, Lisa, all of them. Damn. You know? I reckon, I reckon that's your bag. You know, you know, I'm a big fan. You know, I'm a big fan. You are, you're actually able to listen to. Everyone can, you know, imitate it to an extent, but yours is actually really accurate. And you're you able to say different. <laughs> yeah, yours is accurate because I've, know, been, I I've done it. I've listened back to myself, and I'm just like, eh. Now listen to yours. It's like, now wait a damn minute. <laughs> you got the intonation correct. You got the tone correct. Even if it's like. Uh, a pitch that is far from yours. You you get you get most of the basics right. I try so and I'm get like, close yeah. to it. I, I attempt yeah. it because I know what it sounds like. So I'm like, okay, I can try and get to it, but I'm not gonna get it perfect. You know, I was thinking on my way home just one day, if I could incorporate the Venom voice right with Bane's voice and just cover my mouth, that probably would sound oh. like mad. No, so Bane first. Hello, Batman. Okay, so that's for Venom. <laughs> nah, that sounds like terrible. <laughs> that's not like I was gargling something. Oh, no, man. <laughs> nah, okay. I need to work on that. Need to work on that. But yeah. Listen, man, your, 
you're better than the average person. So that's a start, honestly. Man, man. Thank you, thank you. Anyway. We are back. My name is Ed. And my name is Charles. We This is the Lockdown Yard. We just talk movies, film, TV, the whole shebang. The whole shebang bang Shebang. So, what's been happening this week? I've seen... <laughs> that reel you made, <laughs> that reel you made, <laughs> John, Mr. John Campier. So for those who don't know, John Campier is like a fairly well-known um, YouTube, YouTube personality. Yeah, yeah, YouTube personality, reviewer in the film space, movie talk space. And, you know, I watch his stuff sometimes. And one thing he is very big on mm. is he's very anti-spoiler, right? <laughs> he, he detests it when people spread spoilers like what we're going to discuss today spoiler spoiler alert uh eternals <laughs> well it's not a spoiler alert you'll see the title of the episode but back to the point yeah he was proper angry at one of the reviewers who early on revealed a big spoiler to do with the mid-credit scene and he was just fuming at it and you know it just further cemented his stance on being anti-spoiler so what does he go and do? He goes and posts two huge spoiler pictures from an upcoming MCU film. One of the biggest ones that people have been looking forward to since Endgame, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not I, even, even going to describe them because it's still, nah, still quite I'm just going to describe my day, just what, how I found out. Because mm. I was on Instagram scrolling and I saw a picture and I was like, Hmm. Then I went into my group chat because I know I'm in a group chat with people who like just like we talk about the same kind of stuff. And then one of my boys was like, oh, Shaq, one of my boys was like, don't go on Instagram. Don't go on social media if you want to avoid spoilers for No Way Home. And I was like, oh, I saw this way too late. <laughs> oh, man. man. Yeah. But so, I'm not, no spoilers, obviously. Nothing's going to be said here. Yeah. I just... I'm just more hyped than ever to watch the film. I'm just going to say. Oh, it. yeah, I'm hyped. But is it? I'm not crazy annoyed because me personally, am I a big anti-spoiler person? I see, I, I don't like spoiling things for people before things have been released officially, obviously. But um, yeah, it did sit well with me. I would have liked to see, there's, there's one of them in particular I would have liked to see. I would love to find out in the film itself. But what can you do? It's, it's out there now. It's, mm-hmm. There's still a chance it could be fake. It could be fake, but it looked so real to me that if it's fake, then fair play to the whoever whoever photoshopped it because they, <laughs> they got me. They got me. Mm-hmm. Bro, the, can we just talk about the poster just a little bit? Oh, the poster with um, Doc Hawk. Yeah. His tentacles surrounding um, Peter Parker yeah. in the Spider-Man costume, yeah. I mean, did you see it straight away or was I just tripping? I didn't see it. So what, what, what were we saying? What well, we it's literally about? the same um, last shot of the trailer. You see Spider-Man doing that pose on oh, the car. Oh, hello, Peter. Yeah, and he does that pose. Yeah. It's literally the same exact thing. From oh, so the... you're calling it lazy? Yeah. Well, I didn't say that. I might have thought that you might have said it, but I didn't say <laughs> it. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Y'all wouldn't put no effort in that. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that they added that I was really interested in was like Green Goblin finally, but we already confirmed that with the pumpkin bun. Green Goblin? Oh, you've not seen it. He's in that Wait, are you talking about that very like faint kind of, it looks so zoomed in. 
Mickey sound like it's a crumb. No, it's it's Green Goblin. Yeah, it's, I'm talking about yeah, it's that. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah. I mean, this is... I'm looking forward to this like crazy. Mm, they keep mm, talking mm. about it. Like, uh, I think, was it Tom Holland or the director said, this is going to be the end game of the Spider-Man franchise within the MCU. So, you know, the climatic end to that mini trilogy, I guess. So, I mean, I made my stance clear on how I feel about Tom Holland and Spider-Man. So I'm looking forward to seeing if they can like stick the landing with this and hopefully it'd be good. And I want to see what they can do with the character going forward too. This is going to be like a graduation of some kinds. Mm. Yeah. Same here, man. But man's making moves. He's doing that. What's he called? That um, the Uncharted film. He's even doing that. Yeah. What? That have you played the Uncharted? Yo, you haven't played the Uncharted games. I yeah, I haven't played Uncharted. Yeah, because you're, you're on Xbox. You? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're on Xbox, bro. <laughs> Don't worry. One day I shall join you in the sun. Yes. In the PS5. And you will experience the amazing game that is Uncharted. Yeah, I have played. I played all. Wait, one, two, three, four, and the DLC. Yeah, I played all of them. All right, so you're a proper Uncharted merchant. So, okay, what, what are your thoughts? Because my thoughts may be a bit relevant on the trailer. It, did, it didn't look amazing to me, but what about you? As an actual you know, Uncharted mm. Gamer. And you've seen this trailer. What were your thoughts on that? I know it was released a, bit, a while ago, but... Yeah. Well, the the character of Nathan Drake is always like, like he's he's a grown man. So I'm adjusting to seeing Tom Holland that way. I'm just like, I, I don't know. He's going to have to bring something to the table. But, but at the moment, I'm just like, I, I'm not against him, but I'm just like, I need to see him in action first. Um, secondly, some of the shots are like straight out of the game. Like there's this one shot you see at the end you know that or oh, that tagline? Oh, the, with the plane. Yeah, with the plane. Oh, the that plane, tagline yeah, yeah. shot with like the helicopter and him like holding onto the rails of like, like I don't know, hold stuff. And he's almost about to fall into the sky, and he's just like jumping on each crate to try and get back on the plane. That is literally right out of the game. Like, so I like the fact that they're paying attention to those kind of details. But you know, I don't know. we'll see. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And it's Tom Holland, your Nathan Drake. When you is that. Is he a good fit? <laughs> or is you want to see the film first? Let, let me see the film first. At the moment, I'm going to say no. Ah, I see. The thing with Tom Holland is, and he's fallen into, in my eyes, the Daniel Radcliffe trap. So many other actors do this as well, but Daniel Radcliffe is the most notable one where He's Harry Potter, man. He's Harry Potter and everything. He's done bad stuff, though. He's done. He's done so much stuff. He he actually. He is Harry Potter for me. I know. I'm sorry. How many films have you seen apart from Harry Potter? (sighs) If it's more, if it's less than two, then nah, you need to watch more, bro. I guess I do, but it's very hard to escape that. Like Robert Pattinson, he he's a perfect example of someone who's broken free from that. He was at risk of becoming the Twilight guy, but no more. No No more. more. He is one of the elite actors in the game right now. So, yeah, Tom Holland. He's. I still see him as Spider Man and everything, and he does kind of tend to do that quirky kind of you know awkward kind of character, even in his animated roles. You know when he's voice acting. Mm. It's pretty much just Peter Parker, like in that Pigeon movie with Will Smith, right? Yeah, Pigeon Movie with Will Smith, the, the, pi- the Pixar film. Ah, with... I don't know what it's called. No, Spies in Disguise. Yeah, ah, that okay. was the DreamWorks one. 
yeah, then he yeah, did yeah. the Pixar one, which is name is escaping me. He did it with uh, Chris Pratt. On, onward? Onward, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. there we go. So, yeah, uh, I'll take your word for it. You, you dig the trailer somewhat, so we'll see. We'll it's, see. it's okay, it's okay. And this week I've seen something that I didn't think would happen, but it did. And this is a crazy tangent or segue, but yeah, yeah. Vin Diesel has finally spoken out and I guess apologized to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Because he's family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. He, did, you know, he he posted that kind of interesting message on Insta. What did he say again? Uh, let me. Go. I'm going to read it out right now because it was quite epic. It was quite epic. He said, "My little brother Dwayne, the time has come. <laughs> the world awaits the finale of Fast Ten. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne." In my house, there is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I don't know who Pablo is. <laughs> I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale that is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. <laughs> that's how, that's, that is how I heard it in my head. <laughs> no, is that actually what he wrote? That is, I literally read that word for word from his Oh my Instagram. gosh. And how? I found it interesting because it had that... We've discussed... Um, the Fast and Furious franchise, it has that shot that you find really weird. Which one? You remember that scene when Vin Diesel was saying, this is Brazil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know when you complain saying there's a certain shot where it looks like they're facing each other, but it looks really weird. As in, it looks like they're not in the same shot. Um, my I think what I was saying was like, um, his voice was like different for a second. Nah, you say, yeah, it's what you said his voice was different, but you also said that it looks like they were facing each other, but they weren't in the same scene. Oh, like yeah, like, I might have, yeah, 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 yeah. So he used that picture, I was like, man, what are the chances? But yeah, he that was a, an epic message, but <laughs> we'll see. Well, every the whole world, well, I guess not the whole world, the fans of the franchise are waiting on Dwayne Johnson's response because let's face it, that last. Filming the franchise, the fast is it Fast Nine? That was when they cut. You know, it's we know how ridiculous this franchise is, right? But that yeah. one kind of lost us. I was like, all right, this is too much. So mm. Dwayne Johnson's return would be very much welcome. That's for sure. Yeah, he'll probably ground it back to Nah, psych. Man held a helicopter from a truck. He's not gonna <laughs> drown nothing. Oh my days! Oh jeez. Now, someone needs to do a YouTube video of the top 10 most ridiculous moments in the whole franchise when it's, when it's all said and done. That is just crazy. Mm. I was thinking about doing a, a pun with, like, The Rock and Grounding, but I was like, nah, I can't even follow through because the, the things it's this man there. has the done... The pun is there. The, the pun, pun is, is there. there. Yeah. The pun is there, people. Enjoy it. It's right there. <laughs> Use your imaginations. <laughs> all right. Let's get into it, man. It's MCU time. Okay. That's the latest 
installment. Of course, we are discussing film in the MCU. It's the twenty-six. Yep. My days. What a journey. But yeah, so we're of course discussing Eternals. Eternals. I've been saying the Eternals for a while, and I realize where am I getting the from? It's just Eternals. It just sounds a bit incomplete without the the, but yeah, it's Eternals. Of course, released fifth November, directed by none other than Chloe Zhao, Oscar-winning director from a previous work with Nomadland, which also won Best Actress with Frances McDormand. And the film centers, you know, the plot is the Eternals, a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers, have secretly lived on the earth for thousands of years. And they reunite to battle some evil entities called the Deviants. So I watched uh, I watched this on release day. Mm-hmm. You watched it. Uh, I watched it on the Sunday. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And go on, man. Give us your initial overall thoughts, and then we'll get into the details after. Okay, so obviously I heard about all like the reviews and all the mixed reviews and like the feedback, and it was just like, this is bloated. This is because of like a, this is bad because of like a scene here and there. And I was like, but is the film actually good? And I just went in because I went, I had no expectations whatsoever. So I went in with my friend Jamal, and we watched it in Leicester Square. Have you ever been to that cinema? Leicester Square. I've been. Is that the one that was newly refurbished? It was refurbished uh, with the whole, that massive Dolby digital surround sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've that been one. there once, and I watched. Oh, what film did I watch there? Nineteen Seventeen. Oh, that, that would have been amazing. Though. Yeah, it was. It was a great experience. I loved it. I loved that film. Okay. Well, oh, I can't wait to do that film. Okay. Um. So yeah, I watched it there, and it was really good. I enjoyed it. I don't see why people had such an issue with it. And overall, I thought it was, like, a great introduction to, like, this big scope of, like, the MCU. And, dude, the Celestials blew my mind the first time I saw them. In the trailer, I saw, like, a glimpse of them. But seeing them in this, I was like, wow. Just how massive they were. Wow. And the voice. And the voice, voice too. resonating around the the cinemas. Do you know what's funny? I could actually hear everything that was being spoken much more than I could hear in Tenant and a bit of times in Dune as well. It's weird. I could actually understand everything. But um, yeah, this film looked incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, you're coming coming from the director of Nomadland. Like, you're going to get shots. They're just going to stick with you and be like, so good. And the casting as well was amazing. I thought, like, Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan, yeah. Gemma Chan carried that film for me as much as any of the other cast, but I liked the fact that she was the protagonist, I felt like. I felt like she was the protagonist. What did you think? Ah, uh, same as you, man. I, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed the film, and again, similar to you, I saw all the noise before it from critics who saw it a good few weeks before us, and they were literally just trying to scare us, saying, oh my God, it was. it's a really divisive film, and obviously, everyone isn't going to agree on whether a film is great or whether it's bad, you always have you always split opinion no matter the film. Mm-hmm. You can think of the worst film ever. There will be someone who loves that film. There's always one person who loves a film you think is the worst film ever. Even all of us, we have our guilty pleasures. We all have one film that everyone hates that we like. For me, I think I've gone on record saying that's chappy for me. Mm-hmm. Everyone hates Chappie. I like Chappie. I'll stand on that. 
But um, Chappie's yeah. wrong with Hugh Jackman, right? With no, no, Chappie. Hugh Jackman was in District Nine. No, wait. Which one is Chappie then? Which one am I thinking? Of? Chappie is the with the robot. Same director, Neil Blomkamp, but is the robot who sort of has humanoid personalities. Oh, uh, okay. I think I'm mixing yeah. up with another one. I think I remember. You're the... thinking of District Nine with the aliens. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking about the time that Hugh Jackman had that that robot and he was teaching him how to fight, like the boxer robot. Oh, Real Steel, Real Steel. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Real Steel. I enjoyed that film, man. That's yeah, a good, that's film. A good film. I, I forgot that. about that film. Damn, that's a good film. Very rewatchable as well. Mm. But yeah, Eternals. I liked. I said I enjoyed it overall. Great cast. It's star-studded cast. Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington. Richard mm-hmm. Madden, Gemma Don Chen, Lee. John Lee, Don Lee, Crazy Busan. Yo, man was the tank. Barry, Kyo- Barry Kogan, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, Liam McHugh, Lauren Ridloff, and the big man Brian Tyree Henry, which just seems to be killing it. He's from your your favorite show, which you've been telling me to watch for ages. But Atlanta, Atlanta. <laughs> So yeah, man. I as I said, I enjoy. It has it has issues. We'll get into that. You know, it's not perfect. There are issues, but mm. overall, the critic. I thought the critics were doing way too much with this. Way way I, too much. Don't know why, honestly. But I don't know what they expected. Maybe they expected because this film. I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's kind of like it's not a slow burn, but it's a very character driven burn. So it's not all about the action. Mm. It's it's about the story of the Eternals and, like, how they interacted um, exactly. within each other. Even, like, um, how they fit into, like, the scope of the MCU, why they didn't interact kind of makes sense. But I need to kind of question one thing with you that might be a gaping plot hole, plot hole but we'll get into that in the spoiler section. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got a few. a few. As I said, not a perfect film, overall enjoyable, but there are some issues. We'll get mm. into that. But, yes... From here on, it's going to be spoiler season. So, if you haven't watched it and you're for some reason, you know, wanting us to stay away from spoilers, this is not the bit for you. You need to leave. You, you gotta leave. Respectfully. <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> Come on, Megan Chris. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. Last warning spoilers ahead. In three, two, one. Let's go. Makari's speed was so cool. Oh my gosh. That is he put it put Quicksilver uh, it, it put Quicksilver to shame. Honestly, like I've seen so on the big screen in superhero films, we see the main speedsters we've seen are what, Quicksilver and Flash from you know DC's Justice League. Um yeah, it's just mainly Justice League. But I just loved how it was done in this film. There's no slow motion, right? No. Just straight up showing, nah, she's fast and we're not going to slow it down for anyone. And this is what she can do. Man, and it was great. It was great to see, especially towards the end when she was fighting um, um, Icarus. But I'm jumping ahead a little bit. So, obviously, we start off, you know, it starts with that Star Wars-esque opening crawl scene, right? It had the text mm-hmm. and saying this Arisham, the prime celestial one of the main first celestials even before the infinity stones he created the earth and um he sent the deviants oh geez i'm getting the plot wrong uh 
I was just going to say, let's just jump into what we like and didn't like, because I kind of read the plot out at the start. Cool, cool. So, yeah, we have the, how many is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten Eternals? Yeah, so we have ten Eternals. We've got Ajax, and we have Cersei, Icarus, Kingo, Sprite, Fastos, Makari, Droog, Gilgamesh, and Thena. Yep. Ooh, nice. Hey, you read that nicely. Nice. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah. And they've been on Earth for like a, what, millennia? They've been on Earth for a long time. Yeah. A long time. Since the pretty much the dawn of humanity. Mm-hmm. And obviously they've seen some stuff, but they couldn't interfere. And the reason they couldn't interfere is what I want to discuss. <laughs> because you have a gripe with this too. But yep. I have a different. I have a more comic book like kind of question to what, to why. So the reason they can't interfere is because they were commanded not to by the Celestials because they're just there to help um, humanity grow and thrive. They're not there to interfere. Yeah. Um, in human affairs, because it's part of our development and whatnot. <laughs> um, they're only allowed to protect humans from the deviants. Mm-hmm. So at the end, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. In the mid credit scene, we get introduced to Eros, right? By Harry Played Styles. By Harry Styles, yep. That yep. was just Did like, that. what? I heard about this post-credit, and I was like, really? And now I have to I, see it. And I, I heard like, that. I didn't believe it. And I was just like, yeah, oh my God, like, it's actually true. Man, this brother is Harry Styles. Like, Okay, moving past that, he's the brother of Thanos, and he's also an Eternal. Mm-hmm. But Thanos had the Deviant Gene. Yep. So technically, couldn't Eternals have done something? Because technically, he's like a deviant. Yep, yep, and yep. I just that's a that's quite a gaping one. I won't I won't lie. It's true. It's one of the gaping plot holes I had as well. I was thinking about that on my way back from the cinema. I was like, wait a minute. But the, there's a connection there. They could have interfered because this isn't like he was Ultron. This was this was a deviant. Yep. So the whole that kind of shoots down the whole why didn't the Eternals interfere with the whole Thanos thing? And yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work out. But you kinda of have to move faster, otherwise you'll go crazy. <laughs> you will go crazy. Mm. So but since we're doing those, let's start let's start off with the things we didn't quite like, because I will go ahead and say we liked way more things about it than we didn't we didn't like. Mm-hmm. So let's get the, the bad stuff out of the way and then we're going to shower the film with praise and stuff. So go on, man. What uh, else What else grinds your gears about the Eternals? Not much did, really. There was just like this one part I didn't like understand why. Like it felt very... I, I guess I was expecting something to happen. It was when Kingo left. Oh, yeah, when he said... Um, I don't want to go against my boss, but yo, you guys are my friends, and I ain't going to fight you, so I'm out. Peace. Yeah. yeah, and he dipped, and I thought he would do this typical superhero, I'm back at the last minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he was he literally just dipped. <laughs> and then he and came, he came back, back to pick up Sprite. It was all said and done. Yeah, uh, literally. And everyone was just cool with that. I'm like, yo, okay, cool. I'm not saying that's a plot hole, but that made me feel some type of way. I was like, really? You get Ooh. to be funny for the whole film, and you dip when it gets serious. Literally. I'm like, come on, man. Hey, I, I just, I didn't like that bit either. <laughs> it's mm. like, this guy just 
dips. They literally need you to form the connection near the end. No, no. But um, really, not much else really bugged me apart from that. I liked all of the um Eternals very much. Mm. So um, yeah, nothing really bugged me about this film. I'm not saying it was amazing, but yeah, I had a fun time with it. I, enough, I would actually enjoy rewatching this film. Like it looks really, really good. Nice. Okay. Well, I had a few more issues. So I also had I also didn't like the whole Thanos not interfering thing. Because I thought that was gonna be properly explained, especially when we saw it in the trailer. That's what that was one of everyone's questions. It's like why didn't you interfere with Thanos? And you know, to find out he's a deviant. Yeah. Why didn't you help fight Thanos? <laughs> Man, like Jon Snow. It was actually good. Didn't you, didn't you watch him and think, yeah, he feels free now. The shackles of yeah, Jon Snow are yeah, off. Yeah, he yeah, felt yeah. free. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah. <laughs> See what I'm talking about with your impressions. That was spot on. <laughs> Every time I watched the trailer when I was waiting for a film, mm. I never saw it. I was like, I always laughed. <laughs> Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos? Honestly, man. And... I'm sorry, I know I brought this one up in the trailer, when we discussed the trailer before, and the whole thing about not interfering with humanity. Mm-hmm. Then I watched the film, and they've literally been interfering with humanity all along. <laughs> Whether it's a little thing, you know, Druig especially, you know, we find yeah. out he has the power to control the minds of man, or humans, I guess. And he's, you find out he's, uh, he's legit interfering with humanity and as are all the rest of them uh fastos is introducing them to technology bit by bit yeah they're all introducing them all interfering in their own way so (laughs) i know they can't cover every single tragedy in humanity and whatnot but uh yeah you know that they just found go on you know a bit i found kind of funny just a spot i didn't mean to cut you off Um, that's fine When they were, when they went to Fastos's house, right, and they were sitting at the table, <laughs> yeah. I text you this. But I want to say it on the pod. <laughs> um, I noticed the PS4 controller on his table. <laughs> I found that funny. <laughs> the, what the eternal of technology? Can he get PS5? <laughs> it's true. He could. He could probably have like a way more advanced version of any games console we have, but he just had a PS4 controller, not even no. a PS5. Like, come on. Paper boy, paper boy. <laughs> when uh, you watch Atlanta, you'll get that reference, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I, my issue with the whole not interfering with humanity and not interfering with Thanos also had an issue with sprites being in love because they didn't show that at all. We literally just one random bit in the film. Kingo said, "Oh, you're in love with him." We hadn't seen anything at all nah, in the film to suggest that whatsoever. I, I get that, but I feel like that that can be overlooked because you can kind of see in a similar kind of way, you know, Drew again, Macari. You can tell there's a kind of vibe there, but you don't need them to explicitly show it. But you can kind of tell there is one. Or am I wrong? You, yeah, that's the thing. That, that was no problem because you could actually tell. But the sprite one, just in the middle of the film, Kingo just says it. And we're like, okay, I guess... We're going with that then. <laughs> you Maybe know? if we watch it, you'll notice like glances or something. I don't know. Possibly, possibly. Chloe, Chloe could be doing stuff in the background too, oh, man. Not true. just in the front. Our illusion, man. She could be showing you this big 
cheese like ship. I don't know what to call it. I think it looks like a damn triangle. Oh, the Toblerone. Yeah, the Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Toblerone. The Toblerone. That was my first thought when I saw the ship. I kid you not. <laughs> yeah, you could be looking the, at the Toblerone. What's it called? The Domo. Yeah. The Domo. Yeah. Domo Arigato. Wow. <laughs> and then, yeah, it could be looking at the Toblerone, but then it could be something in the corner of your eye and not exactly seeing. Maybe maybe Sprite was looking at Icarus the whole time. Man, now we're just adding canon to the film. <laughs> but, oh yeah, one of my final issues was Ajak falling in love with humanity. Now, she remembers all the previous conquests from other planets, right? Yeah. So surely... Would we? Would they have hurt to show one scene, just showing so why humanity, why Earth, why humanity? She just said it. She just said, but something about these people. I just an extra five minute scene, just saying, you know, it's her helping someone or her seeing someone help someone. Just something to show what exactly. Well, an she example mentioned something. it in the film. She said that it was because. Um, Thanos like snapped half of the universe, and they this these people on Earth brought them back the entire universe. Okay, so what did she? Hmm, I need to no, probably rewatch it then. So yeah, that yeah, was that's that. her rationale for humanity being the different one yeah, from the all special. the other previous planets. Okay, yeah, we're special. <laughs> we're special. I feel yeah. I feel loved. Okay, cute, cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'll, I'll I'll cross that one off my negatives. But apart from that, I honestly enjoyed the film. Mm. I, one of my favorite like whole lines in the thing was Icarus's story. I just loved how I he, saw that coming. Did you see that coming? Because I saw it coming. I saw it. I saw it coming later than I would have liked. But yes, I didn't. I didn't. You know about... when they were, oh Icarus. His arc, his whole arc, right? Yeah. Yeah, his arc of um being the one who killed Ajax. Mm-hmm. As soon as he said it, it was a deviant, I was like, no, it wasn't. Why are you lying? For? <laughs> Rule of thumb: when you see the dead body there and you don't see how it happened, and, and this guy to told conclusion. you he did it. It was it, it, it was him. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as soon as you said that, suspicion. He did that. It was him. He guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> You're going to jail. <laughs> well, I just loved how he... We've seen this uh, in other shows, you know, like... Oh, Invincible, right? He's basically Omni-Man, just not as brutal and cruel. Mm. And just that kind of character where he's just bound... He's, he's following boss's orders. I don't know. He's a soldier. are just trying to like you know be rebels and whatnot, but he's just following bosses' orders, and he doesn't care if he has to kill his fellow Eternal to do it. And yeah, I just love that conflict he faced the whole film. Mm. I like the way he was shown, like his powers and everything. Very Man of Steel vibes. Very big Man of Steel vibes. Mm, the eye lasers, which don't actually cut so. Those eye lasers were more like repulsors than actual penetrating no, things. No, no, they weren't repulsors. It was just censorship. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> they can't show them, like, blowing holes through people. Mm-mm. Straight up just blowing them away. Like, how it didn't kill Drig for somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just crazy. But, yeah, man. He had the safety on. 
I was also very random, but I was also surprised by how much, um, what's the word? How, how horny they let these, <laughs> these characters be. I'm talking uh, that, about the scene was, between Icarus and Cersei. That was the biggest controversy I heard before I went into this film. For real? Yeah, that people just didn't want this. It was that, and also... Oh, um, the kiss, the kiss. Yeah, the, the kiss. kiss between Fastos and his husband. I was like, but why? <laughs> How was this a big deal? How was this not happened before? First of all, the sex scene you're talking about. The sex scene was way more controversial than... It was not the kiss wasn't even controversial. Oh, it's the the sex scene was that wait, this is a Marvel film? They're they're allowing this? <laughs> I was like, they're bumping and grinding. And I'm like, good grief. Fair enough. I mean, I had to check their film rating again, it's a twelve, so you know. <laughs> yeah, but they've never really explicitly shown like sex in the MCU. Not really. But that was that was the furthest they've gone in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. So Chloe definitely pushed the boundaries, and also the whole irony of her being called Cersei, and you know, lots of Game of Thrones alumni being in here, but uh, Jon Snow, his brother, and mm-hmm. even the film composer Ramin Djawadi, who did the soundtrack for Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, so this film is sprinkled with Game of Thrones isms. So yeah, man. Waiting for Daenerys to show up in MCU now. <laughs> no, she's actually showing up in MCU. Really? Yeah, I don't remember I the project, but she's going to be in MCU. I must have missed that. She's going to be in MCU. Yo, Icarus's name, right? Icarus Did... and Icarus. Icarus and Icarus. It fit his fate. I felt like they were really being on the nose with that final ending. But I was like, fine. It's oh, yeah, with the whole, uh, he flew too close to the sun. He and So, he, the end, he destroyed himself, right? I guess he did. I mean, yeah, I have to believe he did. I didn't mm. see a body. I didn't see him like burn up into flames. I just saw him run it, fly into the sun. I see. It was, I yeah, it was, it was properly on the nose. It was properly on the nose. But I did I love, love uh, you mentioned it right at the start of the spoiler section, but Makari. Makari versus Icarus was probably my one of my favorite scenes in the film. One of my favorite speedster scenes put to oh, live yes. action. Definitely. She is just like hitting him into the rocks and he couldn't catch her and he did the whole thing. Battering him into the wall. Jesus. Yo, yo. Oh, that's the actress from that Walking Dead episode I told you about. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. I need to watch that. What's her name? Um, She's just doing bits. What's her name? Uh, Lauren Ridloff? I think that's her name. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Um, Okay, I'm I'm gonna check that out for sure. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I just love how fa- her and Fastos use their powers, especially mm-hmm. Fastos. I was <laughs> I was kind of wondering, well, what can he actually do in battle, bro? And then he showed up. He showed up. He showed up. He's like, nah, you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get your ass over here. <laughs> well, get your ass over here now, which is pretty much what what um, Arisham did to the remaining <laughs> the remaining Eternals. He said, <laughs> he what, did that. What, what do y'all do? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you mess with the birth of my Celestial? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Come here. You, you, you. What's sp- oh, she's a human? Okay, forget her. You free, come with me. We're going home. <laughs> I love so many scenes in this film. The scene where we first saw um, uh, 
Athena is kind of malfunction, malfunctioning because the memories of all the previous conquests on previous planets hadn't been completely erased from her. So she was malfunctioning and attacking her fellow Eternals because she realized what their true mission was, which was to help destroy humanity unbeknownst to them. So I love, I love seeing her face the other Eternals and Sama Hayek was great. The bit where she stabs her hand and she just face off and she was like, no, you're not going to hurt anyone. I just, yeah. I don't know. I love that forest scene a lot, a lot. So, mm-hmm. and the bit where they watch humanity tear itself apart and they just have to stand there. That bit was deep to me, man. That bit was deep. They just stood there and they sort of just stared and they just knew they couldn't interfere. And the whole conflicts they had when Thena was strapped to the table. So Drig main Drig versus Icarus. It's like if you want to stop me, you, if you want to stop me, you're going to have to kill me. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I love that they let Barry Kugan use his, his real life accent in that. But yeah, that whole conflict they all had start that's when they they questioned you know their their mission. They've seen they've seen humanity do all this stuff to themselves. And yeah, they, did they actually show us Icarus finding out the true mission? No. Because remember when he said they found out after he found out from Ajax, Ajax like centuries ago in Babylon, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, they, I guess they didn't show that. They just he just revealed at the end mm-hmm. when he betrayed her and sent the sent her packing, sent her to the deviants. That was that was one of those anime betrayals, man. Honestly, <laughs> what did you think about the fact that the Eternals were actually like? Well, in my mind, they're like iRobots to me, but with like conscious, like sunnies. Oh, they're yeah. like they're sunnies. <laughs> they're sunnies basically, but with powers. So, see now, I'm wondering, was Arisham? telling the complete truth there you think he was lying possibly but he's a celestial he wouldn't lie to us oh didn't he he literally sent them there on the fake mission he didn't tell them the truth true true true. he didn't tell them everything i think arishan will tell them what they need to hear in order to get on with the mission obviously this is just one of my random theories but Let's let's talk about the matter of fact, which is they are all robots. And I mean, I don't know. What what did you think of that? Yeah, I mean, they're celestial AI basically, but mm. I guess with more personality than what we consider AI. I, 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 it doesn't. I don't really think of them as like robots, though. I, they seem like real people with real consciousness and everything, so it, it's a bit of a weird one. They're just Eternals. I'm just going to call them Eternals. They're in their own category of like being, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, when we found that out, my thoughts on it were just like, oh, okay. Alright, it just made sense as to in the wider context of their mission to Earth. And they were literally sent as androids to complete the mission. So, yeah, I just... I don't. I don't really have any thoughts on that, but I do love how overall the film showed them showing why Earth, why Earth was, you know, worth saving, because Icarus said himself, "You guys are gonna." Let, let's face it, I, I'm kind of on the fence over where, whether Icarus was right, because mm. if the Earth was destroyed, 
okay, that's what seven billion people gone, but in return, you're gonna have how many fold being born into into existence? Yeah, no, the numbers. Yeah. The numbers, yeah. So in essence, <laughs> these Eternals were quite selfish, saying, mm. "You know what? We're we're gonna save seven billion lives, and we're not gonna allow." trillions gazillions more to come into existence so in a way i'm sorry but icarus might have been right icarus might have been right this is kind of an interesting like thought like even though you could say like the celestials were the evil they didn't really feel evil kind of like doing it for evil purposes it was kind of like this is the natural order of things kind of evil like it just happens to differ from what we want or the people Mm. in the, the film one, I guess. I guess, I guess. Um, yeah, I had a few. Th- the film was quite good in making me question a few things philosophically, because you know we've seen all these films. Earth must be saved. Earth, 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 Earth. And this film was probably one of the first ones that made me question. Well, hang on, why Earth exactly? Mm. Because they literally explained that sure, Earth will be destroyed, but. You're create. You're probably going to create a thousand more Earths if you allow. Um, oh, what was his, the Celestial's name? Uh, Tiamut. Tiamut, yeah, yeah Tiamut, Tiamut yeah. to be born. And by the way, I love that scene at the end when we start to see the scale of Tiamut. Yeah, I saw his hand, his fingers, it's just his fingertips, not even his whole the, hand. The grand scale of it all, especially watching that in IMAX. And, oh, oh, that must have been mad. Proper. You saw his head starting to pop through. And, by the way, is that there forever now? Is there just randomly yeah, that's a, a Tiamut mountain yep. in the middle of... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Someone's going to make profit of visiting that thing. Right. It's now a tourist attraction. Literally. What, the eighth... The eighth or in the MCU, like the seventeenth wonder of the world. Mm-hmm. People are gonna be posing in front of it in the selfies. <laughs> Imagine just <laughs> legit. Imagine just being in the MCU world. Are you really surprised by anything anymore? Like when supernatural things happen, are you just like there's no more wonder, you know? <laughs> I think that's a bit more that's a bit of an issue I've I'm starting to get with the MCU. There's no when something happens in that world, oh, someone's flying. Meh. Seen it. Oh, this person has powers. Meh, seen it. You know? It's not special anymore. It's a, it's a, I guess it's a shared universe problem because mm, yeah. you have people with these um, supernatural abilities and you're no longer like, oh my God, this is groundbreaking. It's like, oh, another one. Meh, seen it. So what can you do? <laughs> can you fly? <laughs> it's a true what they say about him. <laughs> Can you really fly? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one of the issues that I had with obviously not just this film, but it's a growing issue I'm having with the MCU. It's okay, um, man. The, the X Men haven't even come into the question yet. Neither have the Fantastic Four, so it'll be interesting. But mm. again, one thing I am able to do is push past all of this and enjoy the film for what it is. Defo, defo. And I had an issue. Another with... one? I did, man. I'm sorry. Issues. Okay, what's your issue? Bring it to the pod. Some of those MCU references. So, you know, the whole... I think I've seen a few critics say this film feels like it's just completely separate from the MCU. 
Which, by the way, it doesn't, because I thought you know, it has its MCU-isms with the random jokes here and there. But like, I don't need a cameo from someone in the previous film for it to feel like an MCU film. Like, you kind of had that with Shang-Chi, and you had Wong and Abomination. Yeah, but yeah. this film doesn't really need it. It, it, it. it tried to force some in. That was my issue. It's like, oh, Captain Rogers. Uh, oh, I used to hang out with Thor when I was a kid. It's like, eh, you really need that. Meh. Who said that? Kingo, remember, he's like, Thor used to follow, you, follow me around when he was, he was a kid. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, it was at the dinner, that dinner scene. Oh. Which reminded me of the whole shawarma scene in post-credits for Avengers. Mm. And what about those DC references, man? Yo! It's the Superman yes. reference and the Alfred reference. Yeah! I was like, is this legal? Can you do that? They mentioned DC in a Marvel film. Do you know what seed that plants? That means crossover. I'm joking. I'm jumping way ahead. Oh, my days. I'm jumping way, way ahead, obviously, but, like, nah. Can you imagine if in a world where all the legalities were well-managed and they were actually able to do... It will never happen. It will never happen. It will never happen. But what if? What if? That would be the highest-grossing superhero film of all time. All time. Easily. Nah. You would run out of films to show in the cinema with that. I don't even know how that's it would possible. Actually just take, it, would, it would take over. Since, like, so you, all, your, all, your, all your other films can wait. We're showing this all day. That's just that's how it would be. But, yeah, as I said, I enjoyed this film overall. The action was really well done. I think, as a Makari's scenes were my favorites. I also love the forest scene, and I like I like the deviant uh, battle scenes as well. And one of my favorite characters randomly was Kingo's cameraman. He's following him, following him around all over. He had like seventeen cameras with him or something. Like they kept smashing camera after camera, and he was just. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. What was his name again? Karun. Uh, I do not remember. I, think I do not him. remember. He, but, he reminded me of that character from um, Ant-Man. Louise. Louise, yes. Michael Peña. Yeah, Michael Peña's character. <laughs> a little bit. Not like in the, like, the way he talked and anything. It's just like the kind of sidekick kind of character, you know. For real, man. Honestly, as, as I said, this film, the critics went too hard on it. I don't know whether I enjoyed it more as a result of these low expectations they set before going in, but I enjoyed it. Mm. I enjoyed it. So, um. Do you have anything else you wanna you wanna cover in this film, good sir? Have we have we talked about those post credits properly? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say uh, those post credit scenes though with Harry Styles, and by the way, that CGI troll. What did they, did their money run out during the film or something? They used all the CGI on the deviants and all the effects for the Eternals. Nah, that thing looked like it was made in paint. Those gameplay scene, man, poorly yeah. rendered, man. That was so unfinished. I'm not gonna. I'm sorry, that's not bro. nitpicky, but it did not look good. It looks so cartoony. You know that CGI you see from like the early 2000s. Yep, literally, literally, it looked like I was that. Like, what the heck is going on here? What am I looking <laughs> at here? And the CGI, like, obviously the the deviants didn't look amazingly realistic, but it was serviceable passable CGI. Mm, mm. So the CGI for Pip the Troll was so distracting. And then what was even more distracting 
seen Harry Styles in the an acting role. I've only seen him in Dunkirk previously, right? He was in. I haven't actually seen Dunkirk. Yeah. Now, I think have I told you my thoughts on Dunkirk and that I found it horrendously boring, but the loud bangs and the sound kept me awake in the. Yeah, scene. you said that before. I found that funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. One one thing I should mention is Harry Styles was actually really good in that. That was the first time I've seen him act. And I was like, wait, he he's holding his own against actual good actors here. I was like, fair enough. Fair enough. And he's actually acted with Barry Kewen before, so um there's the link there. But I guess I'm it's still a shock to the system seeing Harry Styles in that scene, but yeah. I guess I'm looking forward to seeing what he could bring as Thanos' brother, but he's a cele- he's a he's an eternal as well, right? He's had the same suit, same suit design. I feel like I think he he has the same eternal status. He's so he's a prime eternal, like Ajax was, because remember he has that sphere, the golden sphere thing. So he's a prime eternal. So he's kind of free from. Um, Arisham's control kind of thing. And Thanos is his brother, but he's a deviant gene. That's why he doesn't look the same as Eros. Yeah, Thanos is mixed race. He's like deviant Don't and eternal. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is, man. That's why he's got that purple appearance. Bro. <laughs> Celestial light skin. <laughs> <laughs> and then that second post credit scene, which I really liked. Um, with Jon Snow, man, like Kent Harrington, he's inheriting that blade, his family heirloom. It's like, shoom. which is, yeah, it was heard random voices in the room, and then that final voice you heard, Mister Mahershala Ali, Oscar-winning, man, Mister Mahershala Ali. When he first heard and, that voice, when he hmm. said, uh, "Did you did you know who it was?" No, away? no, I had no idea. I had no idea. I did. I did. I did straight away. He sounded exactly how he did in Alita Battle Angel. In that film, where he's just wearing like shades, I saw Blade straight away. Yep, straight up. And he, what do you say? He's like, are you sure you want to do that? Mr. Whitman. Like that. Are you oh, sure you want to do that, Dr. Whitman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dr. Whitman, you sure you want to do that? And then, bam, end of the film. So I'm looking forward to the rest of it, but ah, I don't know what your thoughts are on the MCU right now whether you're getting any fatigue or anything like that, but it feels a bit all over the place. I won't lie. It does feel a bit all over the place, but in Kevin Feige, we trust. It's going to feel that way because they have a backlog of stuff to get through. So we're being over like mm. saturated with like a bunch of MCU stuff, the TV shows, don't forget that. And the oh, films. Yeah. yeah. And yeah it's going to feel so much way. happening, man. Like you're going to feel Kang the Conqueror, the Celestials. Mm. It's like... Scrolls too. It's all going to be... Yeah, the scrolls. And there's so many more films to come next year. And obviously the Spider-Man, the whole multiverse to deal with. That's ah, a lot, mm-hmm. man. But um, looking forward to it. Because I remember watching the phase one, phase two. We didn't really know how it was all going to come together. We just knew there was this purple alien somewhere. And we had all these new films, new characters being introduced. Somehow, some way, they were going to intertwine. So I'm looking forward to how Kevin Feige ties this all up. It's his biggest challenge yet, but looking forward to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now he just has to find John Campion. <laughs> <laughs> he 
Who's who's to say he hasn't found him already? Oh. <laughs> but unless you have any other thoughts, mm. should we wrap it up? Yep, let's wrap it up, man. Sweet. So until next time. Uh, we... bu- 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 rating. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, he was real quick to say goodbye. I was like, okay, let's get the hell off this podcast. I'm done. Get the mic off me. Where's my agent? Get me a blue M&M. I'm like, what? Wait, what blue M&M? Why? I was going to like style it out. <laughs> Somehow. Our rating, I say... I wouldn't go and watch it in, you know, IMAX premiere seating. I'll just... Two for one kind of thing yeah. watching the cinema again agree for sure two for one you want to watch it again I'll watch it again with you too man sweet okay now that we're in the agreement and we've covered all our points mm-hmm. I shall bid everyone adieu and until next time we are out peace <laughs>